Welcome to Word in Season with Prophet Daniel Ejakuafari, providing strength and solutions for today and hope for tomorrow through the Word and power of God. Prophet Daniel Ejakuafari is the General Overseer of Faith Word Charismatic Ministries worldwide. He is an apostle, a prophet, and teacher of the Word. He has a powerful traveling ministry accompanied by many miracles, signs, wonders, and revivals. Get ready for an empowerment that will enable you to walk in dominion and have a triumphant life. Now, the Prophet Daniel Ejako Afari. Everlasting Father, we empty ourselves before you. And this evening we pray by your Holy Spirit, you have your way in our lives and speak to us as your children. Our hearts are open. We do not know our way in and our way out. Teach us your counsel. Give us, O oh Lord, an open heaven. May our prayers reach you in the heavenlies. Let all our intercession and supplication come before you. In these 40 days of fasting, let somebody's sins be forgiven. Let somebody's weaknesses turn strength. Let a burden be lifted. Let a yoke be broken. Let hopeless situations change and become hopeful. Manifest yourself in our lives and cause us to sing victorious song because you are going to make us victorious. We honor you, we bless you, and we thank you that you love us and your goodness unto us abide forever. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Let the believers say a big amen. Wow. Shall we be seated? Wonderful. I salute everybody. I bless all of you and I thank God for your lives. After this encounter, you will surely make it in the name of Jesus. Today, I want to talk to you about something I have entitled Intercession Against Various Things That Hinder Progress. Intercession Against Various Things That Hinder Progress. How many of you want to progress in life? Okay. There is no wisdom against the knowledge of the word of God. The wisdom and the counsel of men shall not stand. But the Bible said, it is the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. You can compare the wisdom of man to the wisdom of God. If there is a difficult situation in life you are fighting, I want to let getting the word of God to direct you and to show you what to do is the best option. No prophet is bigger than the Bible. No teacher of the word is stronger and wiser than what the Bible says. So if you want to progress, the wisdom and the counsel of the Bible cannot be substituted by any human being or creature. You can't progress without the wisdom of this Bible of the Word of God. May you, after listening to this counsel, prosper and progress after today. Amen, amen is a choice. Amen. I said amen is a choice. Amen. We want to look at and let me iPad me and me home. 
I wish I had it here. There is a scripture in Ecclesiastes. Uh, is it Ecclesiastes or Psalms of Solomon? It says, spare us the little foxes. The little foxes that spoil our vine. Ecclesiastes what? Is it Ecclesiastes or Proverbs or Psalms of Solomon? It's Psalms of Solomon. That's finally for me. The little foxes that spoil our vine. Sons of Solomon 2, eh? Yeah, I know. Sons of Solomon 2. The verse 15. Take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. Spare us the little foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. It is very, very important for every one of you, for me and for every Christian listening to me online, whatever you may be, to know your life is what it is because of the vine on which you are born. If you want to look at agriculture, every fruit or plant is born on a vine. And Jesus said, I am the main vine or the branch. Every other branch is born on me. And any branch which does not bear fruits is hewn down. And the husbandman shall gather it and burn it. So every Christian is like a fruit or a branch born on the vine. This vine is Christ. So you are supposed to produce certain qualities certain fruits which exemplifies Christ. As you fast, your prayers can be hindered if you are not bearing the right fruits. If you are a branch or a vine and you are not bearing the requisite character or fruits, you are going to rot. And if you rot, your rottenness will affect other branches that are born on the main vine. So your character can affect your fellow Christian. Your fruits, if rotten, can affect other people in the church. People must, can look at your attitude and say, because of you, I won't come to church again. People can look at your character and say, because of you, I will never go to church. People can look at a pastor and say, because of this pastor, I will go to church. And others can also look at you and say, because of you, I said I don't believe in Christ. But because of you, I'm going to go to church. Pick me to church on Sunday. So our character, our attitude, and our behavior must represent the nature or the character of Christ. That is why we are called Christians. A Ghanaian who shows the character of a, Ga a, a person in Ghana is referred to as Ghanaian because... A typical Ghanaian has a crabology spirit. Pull him down. If you put a lot of crabs in the bowl and one is forcing at their back to climb outside, all of them will do their best to bring you down and they clap. Crabology spirit. So in Ghana, strangers and visitors prosper in our land more than ourselves. It's the typical character of a Ghanaian because there is a certain tree on which every Ghanaian is born or is sitting. And that tree produces certain nutrients that feeds you 
feeds me and feeds everybody who lives on this soil. So all of us have a tendency to bring our brother down. It is called crabology spirit. Now that you are born again and you have come to Christ, you are no more born on the soil of Ghana. You are born on a branch called Christ. And because you are born on a branch called Christ, you and I are supposed to show certain attitudes and characters or qualities which depicts the nature of Christ. And if those qualities are not there, it can hinder the fruits we bear. It can hinder our blessings. It can stop us from getting heavenly blessings or answers to our prayer. Anytime we come before God and we pray. And so we are going to deal with certain things in prayer which the enemy know for sure. That if a Christian is showing this attitude, there is no way they can remain in Christ or be blessed. So we are praying and we are fasting. But if we don't consciously and prayerfully deal with these characters, the enemy can use them to hinder our progress and our blessing. Somebody say, Amen. Now, the Bible says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husband man. Every branch in me, where are the branches? Where are the branches? They are in where? They are in who? Oh, come on here. He said the branches are found where? Where are the branches found? In him. So, anything in you has your blood in it. And if they have your blood in them... They must behave like you. It cannot be that your hand is black, but the rest of your body is fair. The moment that happens, we will say, this is strange. Do you get it? If your hand becomes black, like this, my brother, eh? put your hand at his hand. You wake up one morning, bend it. We are replacing his hand, her hand with your own. You wake up one morning and suddenly your hand has changed to become darker this. My sister, we have to cut this one. Your hand has undergone genetic mutation. It is sick. If you go to your farm and your tomato, some of them have started undergoing wilt or rottenness. They say prune it. They do the agriculture. If you don't cut it by evening, all the wilt and the rottenness will affect every other stem or tomato on the field. You lose everything. So now that we are all in church and we are all in Christ, although we are all praying in tongues and we are all Christians, you and me, from the sophomore to the sophomore papa to the ordinary Christian, we came from the world with certain weaknesses. I said certain what? That if we don't deal consciously and prayerfully with those weaknesses, they have the power, the potency, they have everything it takes to make us show contrary attitude to that of the attitude or character of Christ. And Jesus is saying, his father is the husbandman, the farmer. He will prune us, cut us, gather us, and burn us. We are in him, but we will not bear fruits after his manner or after his kind. Rather, we are going to be burnt. So he said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every brine that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more what? More what? More what? 
So being in church is not enough. Praying in tongues is not enough. But the big question is, are you bearing a fruit? If you are not bearing a fruit with commensurate Christ, then God the Father is saying, I'm going to cut you and destroy you. And when I read this, I am afraid for most of us because a lot of us are in church, but we are not bearing Christ's life, fruits, and character. And then we service But the most important thing is that I have helped you to discover your rhythm and your path to heaven. I want you to go to heaven. Above all, my aim is not to just get congregation members, but to build a church, spiritual Christians bearing fruit after Christ, who will not die and go to hell, but go to heaven. Somebody is blessed. All right? So, attitude number one, intercession against defilement. Intercession against what? Defilement. A lot of us are in church and we are defiled. And we keep defiling and we shall be defiled. So past, present, future, defilement apply to us. But we still remain impure. Coming to church to fast and pray is not enough. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a spirit of defilement in the church and in our world. If you don't consciously purge yourself from this spirit, you can never please God in your Christian life. Neither can you ever bear fruits after the manner of Christ. When we say fruits, there are different kinds of fruits. I don't want to go there. But let me mention them in brief. You were the fruits of ministry. You were the fruits of character. And they were the fruits of a person's gifts. These are the three types of fruits which every Christian must bear. So you must bear the fruits of your gifts. For instance, yesterday we did impartation service, isn't it? If you receive, for instance, the gift of prophecy or the gift of praying in tongues or say the gift of interpretation of tongues, the gift of healing or the gift of discernment of spirit, the gift of working miracles, the gift of faith, whatever gift it is, if you receive it, that gift is a seed and that gift must be nursed with prayer, with purity, with fasting, with reading of the word, so that at some point in time in your work with God, that seed of the gift will now grow, flower, mature, and become a fruit that other Christians must also benefit from it. But when you receive this seed, and after three months, six months, nine months, a year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years, you are still in church and this gift is not being nursed, this gift is not being watered, this gift is not manifesting to bless other people just as you too. Somebody blessed you and imparted you. You are not bearing fruits. That is the fruits of your gift. I don't want to teach that, but it is biblical. I, I, I taught this in church before. Am I helping somebody? The second fruit is the fruit of ministry. Now, if your gift becomes a fruit, that fruit, you must learn the biblical and Christ-like way of using that gift. 
which had bear the fruits to bless others. Obi ministry, for example, is to be uh, to use the gift of prophecy or the gift of word of knowledge to speak to somebody and to bless them. Assuming now I use my gift of prophecy and word of knowledge as a money charlatan to take advantage of people and be asking them, if you don't pay me, I'm not praying for you. If you don't make me have sex with you, I'm not praying for you. If you don't give me your house, your car, your this, your that, I am using the gift to take advantage of others. That is not what Christ did. I am not bearing fruits with my ministry to bless people, rather to take advantage of people. That is, for example, the fruit of ministry. Somebody will also touch you, you are healed. Another person will touch you and instead of healing you, the sickness even become more bigger and bigger. They may be imparting into you demons. There are people that have gone to prayers in certain prophecy chests. And when the prophet laid hands on her, instead of receiving a healing, a demon rather possessed their soul or afflicted them. We saw yesterday that laying on of hands always ends or culminates in imparting your life with spirits. Am I blessing somebody here? Yes. So if you come to me and in my attempt to exercise my ministry, my gift to minister to you, instead of the gift being a blessing or solving a problem, it is imparting demons into your life. I am defiling you. Instead of blessing you, then by their fruits, you shall know them. The fruit of my ministry is different from the fruit of Christ. I may not necessarily be a branch which is born in Christ. This time, the branch is born in Satan, except that I am using the name of Christ and the church. The fruit of character is another thing. Character is everything. Tell somebody, character is everything. Tell another, character is everything. So a lot of us are fighting different characters. There are pastors who are masturbators. They masturbate. There are pastors who are in our world today practicing gay. And it is okay for them. There are pastors who are big liars. He's a pastor, but he tells lies. He go here and say this about this, a pastor. And you go here and say that about this. And go here and say this about this, a pastor. There are pastors who can use lies to flat young girls in church. Flatting in his own is a sin on itself. And then using lies to convince young girls to sleep with them is another lie or sin on its own. So when your character is not working, you cannot be said to be born in Christ. If you keep on allowing this character to fight you without doing something about it, ladies and gentlemen, you can be a Christian, but let it be known to you, it will drag you to hell. <laughs> Am I helping you here? So when we talk about fruits, eh? It can defile you. And when we talk about defilement, defilement also comes in three dimensions. And you won't look at all the dimensions. Please take me to Genesis chapter 49, the verse 1 to 4. Let's see how defilement is used by the devil to impede our blessing. To defy yourself 
will impede, delay, or stop your blessing. Beautiful. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together. So he was not going to curse them. He said, I'm going to tell you things which shall happen to you in the latter part of your life. You see it? If you plan something today, it is going to take time to grow, to bear flower, and to bear fruits. And so most of the things we do as we grow at the flower of our age, we are going to see the fruits at our late 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. So he was prophesying to them concerning things their habits and character have sown as seeds in their past life of adolescent and early uh, youthfulness. And he was going to tell them that these things you did, this is how they are going to affect the latter part of your life on earth. It wasn't a curse. It wasn't a prophecy. It was a revelation, a word of knowledge of things to come. No, 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 no. Do you see it well? Many people read Genesis 49, Jacob's uh, last words over his children, and they say he cursed them. He was not cursing them. He was telling them a practical truth, a spiritual reality of things that are going to happen to his 12 sons based on their own character and attitude. Listen, you can call yourself my spiritual daughter and my spiritual son, but if you don't listen to the word of God and live your life according to the dictates of the Bible, you calling yourself a covenant son of Prophet Ejako and a covenant daughter of Prophet Ejako will not exempt you from curses and consequential problems which are ensue because of your bad character and attitude. Are you getting it? Don't hide yourself under the anointing of your spiritual father in the name of my spiritual father is a prophet and think that your misdemeanor, your bad character, your bad attitude, when you do it, God will forgive you because the prophet prayed for you. In fact, even me, if I don't behave myself, judgment will hang on my neck. The prophet is not exempted from God's judgment. I have passed faith word 15 years now with the fear of God and with trembling. I have been tempted. I have been confused by people. People have tried to take my focus and attention from the work. But with fear of God and with trembling and with the consciousness that this work I am doing, I shall give account of myself someday, sometime when Jesus appears. Ladies and gentlemen, me decide me and I had passed out for 15 years. With my 27 years of ministry, the mind I have is that I am not only pastoring to receive the applause of men, but someday, sometime, during that great and great day of judgment when Jesus shall sit in his judgment seat, I shall give account of my works. Every single message I preach, any single person I lay hands on, and every single woman being I took their money, their seed, whatever they gave me, and the motive behind collecting the money, I am going to give account of it. That is why 
I always do the work of God with so much passing and seriousness. Let me tell you, there is an end to everything. I said there is an end to everything. Do you know that someday is coming that you are going to lay your hands by your side and somebody will have to bath you and tell which dress you must wear, the color they must put on you, whether you must wear the suit, whether you must wear the trouser, whether you must wear the green, the indigo, the khaki, somebody will decide it. Today, you can bath and stand in front of your wardrobe and say, I will wear the white one. I want the khaki. No, okay, let me change and take the blue. Okay, this one doesn't match with my shoe. But there is going to be an end for you. Where all your money, all your pride, all your unforgiveness, all the attitude, the character, everything we did as Christians in the church, whether they be good or bad, it is written in the book of Corinthians that we must all appear before the judgment seat of God to give account of ourselves. Every deed we did, whether they be good or bad. Ladies and gentlemen, don't joke with your Christian life. Tell somebody there is an end. Tell another there is an end. Please, there's a scripture like that. Find it for me. Say, surely there is an end. Find that scripture for me. There is an end. And I really fear for many Christians and so-called sons and daughters who surround me and they use this, their so-called sonship and daughtership to do many evil and bad things and expect that nothing will happen to them because the prophet is praying for them. God is not respecter of your prophet. God is not respecter of any human being. The Bible said, all character and deeds are God bringing to judgment. So here, eh, look, I said, surely there is an end and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Thy expectation, what are you expecting your, the end of your life to be? The way you are sleeping with every man you see. The way you are sleeping with every woman you see. And still coming to church and clapping. The way you are lying to everybody and creating confusion everywhere in the church. The way you are always insulting everybody. Whether they are president, whether they are kings, whether they are politicians, whether they are your pastor, whether they are your deacon. You don't respect any human being and you will insult before you even ask a matter. Ladies and gentlemen, if that is your expectation, that which you are expecting, the Bible said, an end will come and what you are expecting, you will surely see it. You will see it. Listen to me. Galatians chapter 5, the verse 5 and 6, he said, do not be deceived for God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, he shall also reap. Don't just pretend because you are fasting and praying. God will answer you and overlook your sin. Today, I come here to charge you. By the righteousness of God and the blood of Jesus, may you repent of every sin and every weakness and begin to bear the fruits of godly character and the fear of God. Amen. The way I feel like closing the service. Did I bless somebody in the church? So look at Jacob, please. Take me back to Genesis 47. 49, sorry. Watch it. Eh? 
I may tell you that which shall before you in the last days, the end. Gather yourself together and hear, ye sons of Jacob. Some of you, when we tell you the truth, you think we hate you. Bible Quran say, the Lord rebuked those whom he loveth. So if a pastor preach and rebuke you, if a pastor's sermon convicts you or paints a picture of yourself in the sermon to you, don't be offended and insult the pastor. I didn't prepare the sermon for you. God did. Hey, when I was preparing the sermon, were you there? Do I know the things you did in secret? So how can I prepare a sermon for you when I don't even know the life you are living? But the Holy Spirit, through inspiration, will speak to me. This is what the people that are coming to listen to this evening, they need. It's me preaching. Do you know me, myself? I can preach when I face, I go and cry. Because some of the things the Holy Spirit will make me preach. When I finish, I see my own picture in the mirror. My own picture in the mirror. Some of the things I have done. The spirit of God will turn your own tongue and your own will against your will. But preaching it. I can come and stand here and preach. When I finish, I'm crying. Because I see I am as guilty as the message I have preached. So if the pastor can even be booked, red card, in the field of play, then you, say, then you, point to somebody, then you. Huh? Watch it. For whom the Lord loveth, he corrected, even as a father, the son in whom he delighted. Did you see it? Spiritual son, spiritual daughter. You need to sow a seed. But that must be said, all those who are clapping, clap for them, clap for them, clap for them. All those who are clapping, clap for them. One thing, me bro, for now, me see all those who are clapping, clap for them. Ah, it's hear me for whom the Lord loveth, he just he chastens and scourges. Every son whom he re, what receive it. So a lot of Christians are spoiled in our churches without the character of Christ because pastors are afraid to preach truth to us. If a pastor preach truth, he loses his congregation. The church member said, I will quit the church because what kind of pastor is he? That every day he's only talking about a jamamo, a jamamo, if you know, say you are in the picture, change. Don't defy yourself. Genesis 49. I haven't finished. Watch it. We want the Holy Spirit to be in this house. And if we defile our body, we have defiled the church. If we defile ourselves, we have defiled the church. You are a quarrister, you have defied your body, you have defied the altar. You are an usher, you have defied yourself, you have defied the altar. You are a, 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 a protocol, whatever, you have defied yourself, you are a pastor. Anybody that stands here and defies themselves, anything, eh? you didn't only defy your body, you defy the church. And the reason why we don't see miracles in our churches, 
The presence of God is dead in the church. It's because of these things I'm teaching. Defilement. And this is Jacob talking to his children. Huh? Hacking unto what? Israel, your father, hacking. Because there are sons and daughters who will listen to you, but they will never hack into you. Then the other Bible says, good sermon, good preaching. But you never hack into what I say. He said, hacking. Roll that in. Verse 3. Reuben. The first victim of his own character is Reuben. Thou art my firstborn. We dealt with firstborn cases. You see how the devil started it? The firstborn, who is supposed to be the epitome of uh, godliness, of excellence, the epitome of good things. Satan jumped on Ruby. He defied himself. And see how he did it. He said, you are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength. The excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Huh? The beginning of strength. It means that if, any, if anything that requires strength is to be accomplished in the family, he, the one God will start with him. The one who is what? The, the excellency of dignity. If you want to look for people to represent the family who have honor and respect in society or the country, he's the one everybody might be pointing hands at. The same Reuben is the excellency of power. In other words, he will have financial power, academic power, leadership power, anything that requires power to accomplish. God will start with him and the descendants in the family. But listen to what the father said. Because of Shubayo, Mitchell said, Character can defile you. Defilement is. What words should I use? Defilement is nothing than lack of godly character. What did I make say? Bible say, unstable as water. Thou shalt not accept. We see you, you wrote uh, the sign. What is it? Column. Ah, uh, it is not comma. It is not semicolon. This is what column. If you study grammar, eh, anything said after a column, ah, uh, is the same as what is said before it. It will be so. Chira say, Eh. You are the, be the beginning of this, strength of this, excellency of dignity. Ba, 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 ba. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. And ancestors are near money too. But we are water the dignity, we never told. When you see lack of excellence in your life, ladies and gentlemen, it is a sign of defilement. Anytime you see in your life, you are working hard, but your life is not seeing excellence, you are not excelling. Academically, you you will study, study, study. You see, you go two minds. Reverend one, you be a school And the people that you study very hard, that is the one you got fair. It is a sign of defilement. You are in the family. You see, you are working hard. You work like an elephant. You live, you eat like an ant. It is a sign. There is a curse of defilement. You shall not excel. There are families, they go for interview, they say, they almost gave me the visa. So, why didn't you add the almost? Why is the almost? There is a curse of limitation, which is saying, you will do all that an athletic man will do, but you shall never be first. 
you will get to third or last. But first position, second position, mm -mm, you won't come close. You see a lady very beautiful. Men are simply not giving you attention. There is a curse of defilement today by prayer, by tender, by storm. We break every curse of defilement on your life. You shall not excel because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then defiled thou it. He wanted to my couch. Defilement. You went into your father's bed, slept with your own biological father's wife. Defilement. I can't handle the women. It is not my fault. The way the lady was doing and tempting me, I couldn't help it. You are the one I'm talking to. Can you clap? Our own is a worm. It can't, it can't stand, isn't it? We all see the big bottles and we feel good. We can fire well because of the curse of not excelling. That is why I tell all the men here, if you want to excel in life, make a covenant of purity. Stop chasing young girls. You can't enjoy everything. If you want to enjoy money, success, grace, favor, you can't enjoy women. Abstain from women and men. Young lady, this your whole. Don't let anything enter which must not end a uh, defilement. My sound is going for me. the service. You and Reverend Cornelius and your uh, Can you clap and encourage me small because it's not easy to preach these things. You think it's easy to preach it? If I also see the young girls, do you know how I feel in my body? My thing can dance. I, I feel it. It can dance. You see sometimes they are bad. And you see, ah, obey the same man. And you forget all the scriptures in your head. And you are blessing in tongues. Then you say charity at the same. Mommy high five at the same. Can you see me at the junction tonight? Holy what did you tell the girl? You said he should meet you where? You said the junction. So you want to exchange the bath for the anointing, isn't it? Okay, go to this verse. Go to this chapter. Go to this book. By the time the Holy Ghost finished dealing with you, your appetite for charity have disappeared. <laughs> what betides you, eh? If the devil tempts you with defilement and the word of God is not in your heart. When he tempted Jesus, he said, it is written. Jesus too said, it is written. It was a battle of it is written. So those of you who don't do your quiet time, you don't read your Bible, you don't study your Bible, all you do is, you will be doing, enter, enter, enter. The devil is a liar. Enter, the devil is a liar. Enter. And let me tell you what, these ladies, they are very vulnerable. I don't like the way you are looking at me. I, I, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, sorry, no, good. See, see. You see, you can't clap. I cast the spirit of defilement from your life. I cast it. Anytime you have this syndrome of a you are dealing with defilement. Defilement will work you even loto. You will never win. Loto. 
Hey, if you do that, I'll close the service. Can you clap a little? Huh? So your prayer is, Lord, any spiritual, solical, and bodily defilement, spiritual, solical, and bodily defilement, which impedes excellence in my life, hmm? and makes my life unstable, wash me with the blood and override it. Wash me with the blood and what? Auntie Vic, it's not easy to serve God though. We are flesh and blood. We live by our senses and our emotions. And sometimes, especially when your emotions are driving you, emotions are powerful than the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you don't know, eh? Look at all the powerful men in the Bible, Cornelius. Samson, who could leave the gates of Philistia, Delilah. How did she got him? Emotions. A woman will hug you, you feel the breast at your chest. And it's like some, something is dancing here. Especially as emotions will start working. Before, why are you looking at your husband? I'm preaching. Auntie Genevieve, I'm preaching. Somebody said, the pastor is preaching. The pastor is preaching. No, why are you intimidating me? Should I stop the service? No, clap well and encourage me. I don't like the reason. Why? This is, this is Bible. You think I'm not a man, eh? If I'm not a man, go and ask my wife. How did I get four children? You think I put my legs on her legs and she became pregnant, eh? <laughs> Check your emotions. Listen, if you say emotions, there are three things. Anytime you are angry, anytime you are overexcited, anytime you are sad, these three aspects of the human domain of life eh, can make you defy yourself, sin against man or sin against God. That is why the Bible says, when the king's heart is merry, you saw the way Esther made uh, King Ahasuerus, his heart Mary with wine before he spoke to him concerning Haman. So when you are over, over, overjoyed with alcohol, with your birthday, with party and those things, you can make foolish and unwise decisions. In the same way, when you are angry, huh? somebody made you angry, you will talk bizarre. That is why if you are a wise child of God and a Christian, when you are angry, separate yourself from people. Don't talk. Okay? Anytime I am angry, I don't make decisions. Some people are foolish children of God. Whenever you, they are angry, they will act before they go and think. Anybody that acts before thinking, you are mad. It is only a madman that makes decisions before thinking. You make decision from your stomach, not your head. And once your stomach is the one, you're from stomach direction. Your stomach, whatever your stomach direct, that is where you go. You don't. <clears throat> May the Lord bless all of us today in the house of God. Leviticus 11, 44 to 47. Man, yo, 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 yo. And now spring your day. Today, church is not good. Oh, church is not good. Listen to the word of God. It says, For I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy. For I am holy. Neither shall you defy yourself with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, 
For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. 46 to 47. Yes. This is the law of beasts. Everybody say the law of the beast. Say the law of the beast. What is the law of the beast? Defiling yourself with blood. Defiling yourself with blood is called the law of the beast. If you sleep with the woman who is not yours, the woman is a beast. If you sleep with the man who is not yours, it is the man is a beast. So a lot of you are beastifying yourself. And of the fowl and of every living creature that moveth in the waters, and of every creature that creepeth upon the earth, to make a difference between the unclean and the clean, and between the beasts that may be eaten and the beast that may not. So the law of the beast is defilement with blood, and it is always contamination or defilement at the spirit level. It is the first type of defilement in the spirit defilement. What go home For instance, you go and commit abortion. It is a defilement of your spirit. You go and kill somebody. Innocent blood. It is a defilement of blood, a beast. You have defiled your spirit. That is why people who kill innocent people, you see them shouting and saying, the ghost is haunting them. The blood now they have said innocently turns a spirit. It is coming after their spirit. They begin to see visions. Today in our prayer, eh, May every spirit defilement of your life be overruled in the name of Jesus. Leviticus 15, 31 to 33. Three types of defilement. 15. Watch it. Thank you, Jesus. Leviticus 15, 31 to 33. Uncle Dez, book out there. Here we are, Becan Leviticus 18, 20 to 30. I said, Thus are ye separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness, that they die not in their uncleanness. When they defile my tabernacle, that is among them. This is the law of him that has an issue. And of him who seed goeth from him and he defiled therewith. This is defilement on the level of the soul. Defilement on the level of what? The soul. And most of those defilement were diseases and sicknesses that were born within their body. Am I helping the Christian in the house of God? In those days, even if a Christian, a woman, for example, is bleeding, menstrual bleeding, you are not supposed to enter the church. Why? It is a law. He said, on, of her that is sick, of her flowers, and of him that has an issue of the man. Do you see an issue of the man? You know an issue of the man? An issue of the man. Which one is the issue of the man? Huh? Issue of the man. When a man sex you, what happens to you? His seminal fluid comes into you, isn't it? Hello? So there's an issue of the woman. I need a in those days, before Jesus came to die, it's because of the death, the blood of Jesus, which has qualified you to come to church. Are you getting it? If not for the blood of Jesus, even if you are sick of leprosy, for example, you can't come to church. You are sick 
of uh, congenital diseases like syphilis, gonorrhea, white, odepua, and those things. You are not qualified to come to church. It is because of the blood that now we have qualified to come to the house of God. Today, I pray for you. May the blood sanctify you and I from every contamination of the spirit and the soul. Receive the grace. Leviticus 18, 20 to 30. Moreover, thou shalt not lie carnally with thy neighbor's wife. Hey. To defy thyself with her, and thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. How do you lie with mankind as with womankind? All the women in this life, I don't like anybody. This guy is the one I like. Oh, yeah, Come, this is a immortal, eh? Franklin and Franklin. So I said, You are the one I love. So I become the man, you become the woman, and me, I want doggy. So we go to the bedroom, and the man has turned a woman, and I am lying with her as with the woman. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. <laughs> Am I the one who read the Bible? Oh. So you are praying in church. Ho, ha, ho, ha, ho, ha, ho, ha, ho, ha. In the night, you are a womankind, but you are a man. I deliver you from the curse of defilement today in the house of God. There was a guy who used to come for prayers in the church. A very, very, very handsome guy. Cornelius, this is how the guy used to work. One day I went to preach in a certain church. I won't mention the church. Its name began with one of the alphabets in the English alphabets. And once I was preaching, eh, I started ministering to people prophetically. And Cornelius, I, I, you know, people hold oil for me the way I'm addicted to use of anointing oil. The guy was holding the oil. I was struggling in my spirit. The anointing was not flowing. I call somebody and I want to say something. And it is like whatever I received that made me call this fellow disappeared from my heart. And I can't speak again. It happened to me fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, by the seventh time. I said everybody should lift their hands and pray in tongues. While they were praying, suddenly my eyes were open. And I saw the guy was clothed in black garments. And then I conferred with the Lord in my spirit. What did they mean of it? Then the Lord carried my spirit to Osu. And I saw this guy with white men. And they were sexing him. Immediately I said, hey, bring, my, bring the oil. The way the guy was shaking. I don't want to mention the church. A big program, a big church, orthodox church in Accra. I said, when someone would have sorry anymore, the devil had penetrated the church. May every demon that has penetrated our churches be flushed out today by the power of God in the name of Jesus. And this guy, eh? Very handsome guy. Oh. He came and spoke silently to my ear. Pastor, don't say anything. I will see you after church. I said, what? Don't say anything. I will see you after church. And after church, he said, Pastor, the also thing it is true. We go to Franklin's. Near Papaya, there is a hotel behind, and the white men meet us there every Friday night, and they give us good sex. 
I can make $3,000, $5,000 a night. I said, how did you enter into this life? He said, I was hated in the house because my, father had, my mother had been divorced by my, my dad and my dad had married another woman and they were not treating me well in the house. So I felt very lonely and out of loneliness, I started making love to myself with masturbation until when I went to the university, a friend introduced me to this thing. The guy used to come here. I used to invite him to all night. I was helping him to leave the thing until one day he decided he's not coming to church again because the dollars have ceased coming. Every money coming into my offering bowl, I plead the blood of Jesus over it and I sanctify it. Some of you, the money you bring to the altar, only have you know where the money is coming from. And when I pray this, you become angry. You leave church. You won't even listen to the sermon because you feel you are the one the pastor is talking to. So what do you want me to preach? If the sermon applies to somebody, preach on pastor. Say, oh, pastor. Boom, that do Say everything. Now when the sermon applies to you, you say, I am the one they are talking to. The devil is a liar. May the word of God sanctify you today from every defilement. Receive grace in the name of Jesus. Number two. Father, by your Holy Spirit, be seated. Be seated, thank you. Father, by your Holy Spirit, weed out anger and bitterness from my life. And restore any good which my anger had destroyed in my life. One Christian heard what I said. You are a good Christian. A lot of you have destroyed many promises of God for you and your children. You have killed many good people God brought into your life by your anger. Some of you, you have graduated from anger to wrath. Anger is not the same as wrath. Wrath is anger at a destructive temperature. Anytime your anger makes you destroy... Your anger make you spoil relationships. Your anger make you destroy the church of God. Your anger make you destroy your friends. Your anger make you insult willfully and willingly. Your anger makes you hurt innocent people. Your anger makes you kill. There are people who got angry and by the time their anger subsided, heaven had broken loose on earth. There are people who get angry, they divorce. There are people who get angry, they sue innocent people in court. There are people who get angry, they poison their brother in food. Ladies and gentlemen, if your anger is like that, you are no more operating anger, you are operating wrath. Famico Genesis 49, honor. to us Genesis 49, honor, verse 5 to 7. Watch it. Genesis 49, 5 to 7. Yes, and then we need time when take can home my wife. Time my wife, Mr. Let's read it. Ready, go. Oh, can you learn it as if you believe? Let's read it well. Ready, go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Why? Say it well, please. Stop whatever you are doing. Please read this thing. Huh? Ready, go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Did you hear that? Their father is a prophet. Their father is anointed man of God. But they have a problem. Of bitterness and anger against their brothers and their sisters. You can be in church, call yourself my son and my daughter, and be having a problem of anger 
which makes you destroy other fellow brothers and sisters in the church. You can call yourself a covenant son of faith word, a covenant daughter of faith word. But when you get angry, unbelievers begin to ask themselves, are you a Christian? Do you go to church? Some of you, if they even ask you what church do you attend, and any of your pastors and church members are standing there, they will be very ashamed of themselves. Because the things you can do anytime you are angry, it doesn't show a little Christ in you. I'm preaching to you. Abufuo. 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 You get angry. Listen to listen. Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitation. Wankasa are in their hands. Though. Because of anger, some of you, the cruelty you are harboring in your heart. And you see, your heart is where all things are manufactured in your life. A man's heart eh, is a factory. Hey, hey, hey. Listen to me for good. Wakuma way is a factory. Whether you will be poor, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 to 21. There's a scripture there. He said, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. When the Bible talks about the issue of blood, what was he talking about? When the woman is bleeding, something is coming out of the woman. The Bible says issue of blood from the woman. But this one is issue of the heart. It means something comes out into your life, but from your heart. Your heart is a, produ a production machine. Anything that comes your way, whether you succeed, whether you fail, whether you are rich, whether you are poor, whether you are, you are div a divorcee, a bachelor, a spinster, whether you are struggling, whether you will see good, whether you will see bad, it is a condition of your heart. People can have more bitterness and it turns cancer in their body. People can have HIV because their heart desire a woman who was contaminated with HIV. They got HIV. So your heart is a factory in your life. Some of you, your heart is always telling you sleep. Don't go to church. The pastor, he talked too much. Be because of your pastor's sermon, you quit church. That is what your heart wants. Your heart doesn't want you to be in a place where they can tell you what you have to hear. But your heart wants you to be in a place where you have to hear what you want to hear. Let me tell you, life is not about emotions and feelings. Life is about logic and laws. Governed by the word of God. Sister, bra, you are not going anywhere, and at the end, you will never make it. And because some of you use your face and your attitude to make your pastors afraid of you, to tell you the truth. You are in the church saying hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But this is how your life has been. You are moving. But you are not advancing because you are moving in circles. The bia why I say baller, the engine is driving, but the car is not moving. Today I prepare you forward by telling you the truth. Are you getting it? Instrument of cruelty, please. Mammy, Mammy, already a day we mean to me preaching. Please play the ten back verse. Uh -huh. Instruments of cruelty are in your habitation. Abufonti, 
omo na manase kan sese omo ho abufuonti watotu de atuni fie abufuonti watwere letter because of your anger you have drafted a letter to hurt your sister to hurt your brother you have drafted a letter to hurt your pastor because of anger do you know how many letters people have written to me in ministry? From pastors to leaders I have trained and put in positions of responsibility because they were angry. Some people cannot separate their anger from the church. When they are angry, they can't go to the person who heard them and resolve it in peace. They will take a decision that will destroy the church. He said, instruments of cruelty are in your habitation. Any instrument the enemy is hiding in your habitation. Today, May God flash it with the word of God and save your poor soul. So, even the pen you use to write that letter to hurt that boy or that girl, eh? It is an instrument of cruelty. A pen is supposed to be used to learn. But if what you use the pen to do hurts your brother and sister, it is no more beneficial as a pen. It is an instrument of cruelty. A knife is supposed to be used to dress a kitchen or cut vegetables to cook. If you use the knife because of your anger to cut somebody you are offended in or angry in, ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you, that knife, eh, it becomes an instrument of cruelty. You buy a car. Oh, already, 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 already. I saw a tipper truck driver discussing with another driver and saying, today I kill five monkeys. The other said, me, I kill five dogs. In the filling station. And then I was looking at them. And then the guy said, Monkeys, no, the car that is supposed to work and fetch you money has become an instrument of cruelty. You are driving Obia Crosso. So you are angry with the person for crossing you. You just use, because your car is big, you just put the person somewhere and then you, you, you run away. Instrument of cruelty. Today may heaven show you mercy and forgive you for everything. Watch it. The consequence of that anger. Oh my soul. Come not into their secrets. The soul of a person talks about his emotions and his desire. His heart. Jacob as a prophet wanted blessing. He told the angel, he said, bless me. He so wanted blessing. He so wanted a legacy for his children. Because of the anger of Simeon and Levi, he's saying that anything my soul longs for and my soul like, let that thing never come into where they live. Meaning that blessings will never stay in the camp of Levi and Simeon. That is why the Levites, the Levites, if you check your Bible, they lost the Levitical order, the priesthood. Was taken from them, he came to Judah. Jesus didn't come from the tribe of Levi, he came from the tribe of Judah. They lost it. Can I show you something? Take me to uh, Deuteronomy 33, it's not part of my nose. But you see that when Moses, eh, when Moses was blessing the children of God and he came to Simeon and Levi. When he got to the Levites, eh, he said, Thy Tumim and thy Urim shall not depart from thee. Moses couldn't bless them. He only had to plead that they would, the Tumim and the Urim were symbols of uh, the priesthood office. But because of this instrument of cruelty in their hands, they missed the priesthood. 
Some of you, God cannot use you because of anger. A pastor who is easily given to anger. The qualifications in the Timothy for a pastor, he said, a pastor must not strike. A pastor must not strike. A man of God who gets angry and throws blows or fight or insult. If you are a Christian leader, you insult, you throw blows. I am not the one who said it. And of Levi, he said, let thy tomb and thy urim be with thy holy one, whom thou did prove at Manasseh, and with whom thou didst strive at the waters of Meba. May your tomb and your urim never depart from you from today. Do you, some of you, eh, you don't know the blessing in doing the work of God or serving church. You don't know it. It can bring you generational blessings, eh? Your children and their children's children will live to enjoy for years to come after you are dead and gone. Serving the church of God. Today, if you come around me, you see the little, little things I'm enjoying. It is because of my mother's priesthood order. My mother is a pastor, a reverend. He has served church from Marco to Susanna Wesley before candidating as a reverend minister. So now, I am a second generation priest. By the time the thing jump on Kobe and Dems, the tree of blessing have grown to a certain level. There are certain things. Are you getting it? Just as we talk about generational curses, in the same way, there are generational blessings. If somebody serves a shrine, curses live in the family, and at the years come, the curses grow. So by the time it gets to generation two, generation three, the curses have gone very far. In the same way, if you serve church, you are a church leader, a deacon, a pastor, an elder. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do it faithfully and does not allow what Timmy was coming, if you don't allow those things to eat your heart with anger and bitterness and you keep on doing it, eh? a time comes where God will not only bless you, he will overlook your mistakes and your sins. Jump to your son, Kobe. Bless Kobe. Jump to Kobe's firstborn. The team travel in the family for hundreds of years to come. But because of anger, anger, Levi lost his tumim and his yuri. The priesthood symbols that signifies their calling, they lost it. Bitterness. He said this. I also said that. If you are a Christian leader, you allow these things to eat you, eh? You will lose your tumim and your urine. It is a good place to clap. My boy, where? Am I blessing somebody here? You don't know the blessings in serving the church. I finished university, lay all my tools. It had been over 20 years. Huh? I am still pastoring without salary. God keep blessing me. Some of the things you are fighting, I don't fight it. So if you are doing God's work, and you see people are fighting you, insulting you, arguing with you, telling things you didn't do to others about you, don't let those things anger you and destroy the work you are doing. You are not doing it for man. You are doing it for God. It is not...
prophet's work. It is God's work. Are you getting it? But when the spirit of anger enters your heart, you beat your wife. You will slap your pastor. You will slap your, uh, your, your husband. You will do crazy stuff. When you finish and that spirit leave you, you begin to think. Then you are like, what did I do? Why did I do this? Why? And the only conclusion you will draw is, I was angry. What it? Huh? Unto their assembly, my honor, be not thou united. Where they are, my honor should not come there. Anything God bless me with, which brings me honor, leadership, money, success, progress, those things that brings honor, because of your anger, may that thing never come in your it, it, ah, ah, ah. Am I helping you here? As you fast and pray, don't allow certain things to hinder your prayer. Abufuo, there's a scripture in the book of prayer that said that whosoever hastened to be angry is a fool. They open temani bufunu or kwasia. It is in your Bible. Hey, find the mammy, yes, I'm borrowing my baby because I'm a dear them. I tell them, mammy, find you, and I'm here. I'm not saying I'm a kind, yes, I'm a fool. Obia swam, I'm a kind of a soul, you'll be a bufufu in temani or kwasia. And I'm a kind, I'm a kind, oh, papa, no, heaven now, so someone. Ah. Let me find it for them because that's one will not find this one in me and coffee. Another one said, For anger resides in the bosom of fools. Two scriptures. What did I? Let's read it. Ready, go. Do you know what? It tells you that anytime you allow anger to come in your heart, eh, you are no more patient. You are in hurry to do evil. Anger gives you a certain energy to do evil without checking facts. <laughs> anger. Because the anger said, Go and beat him. Go and kill him. You will even ask, but what did this person even do? And you will just go insult, kill, poison, destroy, do something before you even realize I didn't check my facts. Every wise person, when you hear somebody have done evil or said something about you, you will consult the person and ask them their side of the story before you tell them your peace of mind. Are you okay? This is Bible. Anger rested in the bosom of fools. Are you a fool? Don't be angry. I said, don't be angry. I said, don't be angry. Are you getting it? Oh, you see the word rested. Because. It is not a sin to be angry, but allowing the anger to rest. I can do this and leave you. But if you do this and you rest, if you are a woman and I'm a man, fire will catch. You didn't understand what I said. Come, you, you are a man. Come, come. Hug her. Leave her. Leave her fast. It is not wrong to hug this girl. Hugging is allowed. I say hugging is allowed. Reverend, is hugging not allowed? But there is another type of hugging. But I hug her. Until I tell you to hug her well. Let, let, let your hips touch. Hug, hug, hug well. Continue to hug. Hug. 
if they continue like this for 10 minutes, there will be fireworks. Why are you living here? Did I tell you to stop? So, hugging is allowed, but sleeping or resting in the chest or the breast is not allowed. So, when you get angry and you allow the anger, the Bible said, do not let the sun set on your anger. You have been angry with your brother for one month, for three weeks, for two weeks. The devil is looking for your soul. Huh? You are with your wife, your wife, your wife, your husband in the house. Something happened between the two of you. Honey, let's talk about this. I don't get it. I don't understand why you said this and said that and said this. This is why I did this. I was supposing if you didn't get it, you could have asked or said this. But you are not talking. Please, I'm sorry. But you, because you are the devil's daughter, and you too, you are Satan's son-in-law. You have decided that for the next two weeks in this house, I will let you know I'm the man of the house. Then the woman too said, I will let you know. I am the one who gives you comfort in this house. Then you are wearing trousers in the bedroom. After every visitation comes temptation. After this fastener, open your, open your legs wide and let your husband feel it. Don't allow your anger. I don't like the way you are. You are, you are, you are. I don't like the way you are looking at me. All the married men and the married women, it is a good counsel for you. It's a good counsel. Because you are angry, you wear trousers for three weeks. Another Apuskeleke girl is strategically positioned out there, waiting for your husband. You will see. And when he takes your husband from you, don't bring that problem to me. I won't pray. I, I don't have grace for that kind of prayer. It is your anger. It. Prayer topics in Isaiah 5. Yeah, brother. May the third one and one Then we go. This is the third one. Father, every famine condition in my life arising from blasted in my family, lineage, or personal mistakes. Let divine examination apply and forgive the iniquity and satisfy me with blessings. Is it a good prayer topic? We are looking at things which militate against our progress. Blessed, you did abortion. Abortion. And you think God has forgotten because nobody saw it. Abortion. If I take you to the book of Revelations, it talks about people who were not found in the city, but outside the city. And he mentioned those who have committed abortion. Abortion. That is why I started with Ecclesiastes 2. He said, spare out the little foxes. Some of you think these things are little, little sins you commit, so they are nothing. At your age, you have, you have, you have buried more than 17 babies in the toilet. At your age, at your age, you have, you have drunk medicine and aborted children. You yourself cannot know the number. And the same way, they are going to be Second Samuel 2. 
1 to 9. And it came to pass after this that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up? Is this second somewhere to you are missing something? So, 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 so. Somebody say, God help the, fa- the pastor. 21, verse 1. Is it my hands that went faster? Eh, the thing is 21 days. So, why did you write? Two on the paper is 21. Maybe she okay anymore. What's not made the number sorry because of you. <laughs> then there was famine in the days of David three years. How many years? The Bible said, and it happened year after year. Yeah, let me tell you something. David said, Enemies rejoice not, for if I fall, I shall rise. If I sit, I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. But in your case. Your enemies have been rejoicing uh, how many years now? Your situation is not changing. It looks as if you have done everything, but the situation keeps recurring. Whenever it comes to that point, eh, know that there is a demonic resistance somewhere. Something is wrong. So he said it happened years after year. What is stopping the people from seeing abundance? Food is not coming. People are hungry. For three years, the Bible said, for three solid years, year after year, it is not like it stopped and then it came again and it stopped. This one for three solid years, no food in the country. Everybody say country. I mean, Kuruma said it. My beloved country is free forever. Your beloved country is still hippie. Why is Ghana still hippie? There is economic famine. One political administration after another political administration. QDC will come. ZPP will come, QDC will come again, ZPP is eight years, eight years. And then the Bible said, David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered. You know, answered. Eh? It is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he slew the Gibeonites. Blessed is the cause of the famine in your life. Your present famine. It is because of blessed. Maybe the famine you are going through is not food famine. It is marital famine. Maybe the famine you are going through is not marital famine. It is money famine. You don't, you don't really like my sermons. Are you sure? You are looking very... Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Which of the Greeks? None. <laughs> Somebody came to visit me. I said, Asofo, your sermon is hot and very raw. I said, I wish sometimes I could spice it. But my own is cash and carry. I say it as it comes. I don't have a factory for manufacturing sermons. Huh? There is a present famine in your life. Present. Something is of a need in your life now. If you trace it spiritually, your grandfather, your ancestor, somebody said an innocent blood. The reason why everybody in the family is farming in a certain particular area in the family. Please watch it though. Because the Bible says he slew the Gibeonites. You know these Gibeonites, when Israel left Cana, uh, uh, Egypt, they were coming to Cana. The Gibeonites were on Canaan land, but they heard all the nations Israel has overcome. So they were afraid of them, and then they took a plan. They said, let us go and meet them on the way. That time Moses was dead. Joshua had taken over the leadership. Then they said, let us go and lie to them. Let's, let's Shaddam make our garment dirty and carry some bread 
so that when we meet them, you will tell them, oh, we are coming from a far area, very far. And we heard of all your victories and your exploits. And then we said, no, these people, God is with them. Let us go and make a covenant, a league, agreement with them that we will be for them, we will serve them. They shouldn't fight us and kill us. Now, Joshua, the Bible said, didn't consult the Lord. And he accepted them and make a covenant with them. A lot of you are making Joshua's mistakes. You are making decisions and making friends with certain people without asking the Lord. We have all made that mistake before and it costed us. Because of my eyes were carried away. I didn't ask the Lord. It had costed me. And now those people never came away in life. Are you getting it? So the people you meet, they are either a plus or a minus. Be careful of your association. <sighs> are you here? So Joshua made agreement. Oh, you are our brothers. We won't kill you. Join us. We are a family. Today you are part of the nation of Israel. We will treat you as our own brothers. Marry our daughters. We shall also marry your sons and your daughters. And marry our sons too. Take Upon you, our culture, we serve the living God. You to serve the living God. And these were people who were not circumcised. They were, they were defiled. And the Bible said, as a result, they became part of Israel. Then why many years later, Saul became the king over Israel. In his zeal, a lot of you are operating zeal without knowledge. You see the pastor preaching, oh me too, I will preach. You know nothing, but you are preaching. You see the pastor prophesying. You won't even take your time for God to nurture you and groom. Me too, I'll prophesy. Anything you see I do in the pulpit, eh, we have been trained over the years to do it. And then he decided that I will slay all the Gibeonites. And he killed them. He slaughtered them. And some of them managed to drown and to hide. And after many years, after Saul died and David became the king for three years, there was no fool. Can I tell you something? All the innocent generals during the revolution time, Ghana killed. It is the reason why we are going through all the economic mess. Do you remember the Edetere famine? They slew them which year? 79. Huh? So there was famine in Ghana how many years? 79. Then it started. Huh? 83, 84, 85. And I'll be honest, I'll about Ghana. Three years. Scripture had been fulfilled. Her life is spiritual. Life, I said, it is what? Spiritual. When I go to Facebook sometimes, I laugh. People put things on Facebook, criticizing politicians, criticizing this, criticizing this, because you are not spiritual. You only see the physical worries of the economy, but you don't trace history. The problems of Ghana, this back from history, the way Ghanaian destroyed Kwame Nkrumah, and yet some politicians have used his bones to ascend into power. If Ghana does not ask for forgiveness, the way they made Nkrumah die in exile, after fighting for independence, no politician will ever sit on the throne of Ghana and do any good deeds for, for eight years. In the first four years, they do well. Second term, everything disintegrates. Ye levy. Uh, what, what? It can be children, more public domain. Funny, funny, funny. You can see that the president is confused. Politicians are confused. Every second term, every president in every political party gets confused. They should go and look for forgiveness and pray that God forgive them for how they care. Blessed. So some of you coming from uh, families where they use people's blood, 
to fortify thrones and to fortify uh, shrines. It is the reason why in the family eh, there is some curses and limitations you cannot solve it. And that is why in this fasting I am teaching the things I'm teaching. They are anti-progress spirits. Today, by tender, by prayer, by fire. May any said anti-progress spirit hindering you. If you check the scripture, you realize that David called the Gibeonites, their elders. He said, what shall I do for you? And then the people said, you must give us seven children from the house of Saul. Let us kill them. Tit for tat. Yes. And they brought all the seven sons of Saul and they hung them and killed them. You know something? Blood will always call for blood. Mm? If I am fighting with you and you hit me with something and I start bleeding or you kill me until my family people or those who love me or my children also find your child or yourself and kill, the conflict will not stop. The reason why the Yana and Danny case in the north for many years till now, it is still volatile. It's because of this I'm talking about. So whenever there's blessed, eh, the only thing that stops it is forgiveness. Thank you for listening to this message from the Word and Season broadcast. For inquiries and further information on the ministry of Prophet Daniel Ejaku Afari and how to support this broadcast, please contact us on 0500-242-074. You can also send an email to the prophet using prophet at faithwordcharismatic.org or visit www.danielejakunafari.org. You can also connect with our prophets on social media and worship with us live online by following him on Facebook at Dan Ejaku Afari. On Twitter, the handle is at Dan Ejaku Afari and on Instagram at Prophet Daniel Ejaku Afari. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Faith World TV. God bless you richly.